Hi, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company, and your host on the Hazard Girls podcast here on Jacket Media. I'm so honored to host this show where I get to chat with Hazard Girls about their careers. Hazard Girls is an online community for women working in traditionally male-dominated fields. On our show, you'll get to hear from these amazing women about the path that led them to their current careers, challenges they've overcome, advice for other women in entering these industries, and more. Hazard Girls, we have a treat for you today because... As you know, this podcast is all about the career options that are out there that women might not either know about or have really considered as a possibility due to social conditioning or just a lack of exposure. So our mission here at the Hazard Girls podcast is to spread the word about these jobs and share the stories of women who have succeeded in male populated fields. And of course, to inspire you. So today we actually have an expert in the area of interesting jobs. Julie Berman is a certified spark type advisor, sparkologist. Julie, I don't know if I'm getting this right. You can correct me here. (laughs) You're good. And the host and producer of the Women with Cool Jobs podcast. And her background is in adult education, instructional design, journalism, and PR. And Julie has had quite a few cool jobs herself, which she could tell us about herself. But welcome to the Hazard Girls podcast, Julie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's such an honor to be here. And um, I love chatting with you. So thank you. It's great. And I, yeah, because we met each other because I was on your podcast. I was on the Women with Cool Jobs podcast. Exactly. Huge honor. honor, And I loved that. And I asked you to be on the Hazard Girls podcast not because you're necessarily a woman with from a non from a male populated i like to say industry per se but your whole mission and your whole you know area of expertise is exposing women to jobs that they may not have heard about or been aware of right exactly exactly yeah that is really truly my passion like i absolutely love showing women what is possible through seeing examples of women who they may not have ever known existed, doing jobs that they may have never heard about, or maybe they didn't get time to have that conversation with someone, or maybe, right, they thought, oh, is this even something women do? (laughs) So yeah, I I love it. It's definitely um, like, I feel like it's one of my life purposes. Well, you know, I want to hear all about your journey and figure out how you got to this point to begin with. But first, I mean, I want to start with the elephant in the room here. I want to hear all about your journey, Julie. But I think first we need to start with the elephant in the room here, which is what is a sparkologist? Is that like a, do you make cocktails that like have fireworks (laughs) in them? What do you, it sounds cool. What do you do? What's a sparkologist? (laughs) I love that. Oh, I'll have to borrow that sometime. But um, no, I do not make cocktails, although that does sound fun with fireworks. I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> so a sparkologist, I have made that term up myself because like so many titles, right? We create what, what we want to be, who we want to be. And um, I am someone who helps people find what sparks them. And part of what I do is, you know, through podcasting, through showing what is possible. And also I um, work 
work with people to find what sparks them through something called the Sparkotypes. And I'm, I'm a certified advisor in that. And so I basically help figure out, you know, like, what is it that you love to do? Like what fulfills you? What brings you joy? What gives you energy? What do you feel like is, is the thing that gives you the most purpose in life? And I help people add more of that to their life, like either individually or with teams. So yeah. And, and my podcast, right. is sort of like part of that vision. Oh yeah. Okay. Can you tell us, can you walk us through though, how that works? If somebody wants to, we can, we can, at the end of the podcast, when we wrap up, we always go through and tell people where they can find you and all that stuff. Sure. So we'll, we'll do, we'll talk about it again, but can of you course. just give us an overview of, of how it works? If somebody, what's, if somebody goes to the website, which is what? So it's sparkatype.com. So it's S P A R K E T Y P E and then .com. And the idea is that um, there's 10 different archetypes that can spark you. And so you go through, you take this free assessment and you figure out what are your sparkotypes. And basically then I work with people after that and I help them figure out like, okay, well, how has this shown up in my life? Um, whether it's in present, like the things that you're doing. And we talk about the ways that you work, like where do you put your energy and effort? It's not just your J-O-B job, right? That you're actually paid money for. Um, but it's like how you show up in the world. Like, do you go out and volunteer? Do you do things with your children? Are you um, a coach or how, you know, how are you putting in your time and energy, oftentimes like tears, right? And joy. And what work are you doing in the world and how are those things related to your sparkotypes and what really does fill your cup? And how can you do more of that in the future? And so I help people bring more of that into their life by like really looking at those specifics and those details about who, who they are and like what makes them them. And then once you have those details, we talk about how can you build in more of that? Like whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're in a job where you're working, you know, with so many men around you, whether, um, you know, like whatever the situation and um, I do that with teams and individuals. So that's kind of how it works. And it's, it's like a, it's a deep dive process um, and there's different, you know, levels to it, but the idea is like, it's all about you. So it's kind of fun. How did you figure this out? Um, so that is a great question. I, cause I am a podcaster and I love podcasts. So I'm always listening to podcasts and I hop around and I heard the guy who created, um, Sparkotypes, his name is Jonathan Fields. And he was on a podcast that I love and talking about his, um, his thing that he created called Sparkotypes. He has a book called Sparked. He also has a podcast and, um, I heard it and I was like instantly in love because it, it ties into the podcast that I was already doing so well, um, helping, you know, helping share stories that, you know, what people are doing, you know, it's possible to do something that really lights you up. It's possible to do things that you feel like you are meant to be doing that, um, that gives you that purpose and that meaning we don't have to wait, you know, like till we're retired to do these types of things. So when I, when I heard him on the podcast, um, my sparkotype is actually, I'm a maven. And part of being a maven is that you just love to learn and you just like do tons of research, right? So it's literally within one week, I had um, gotten his book, 
read his book, figured out that there was a certified, like a certification process that you could go through. So I did the certificate. I did the certification application. I had talked to him and been accepted. So it was like within one week I had done all of this of listening to this podcast, which is like later I found out, right. is so true to being a maven. Like (laughs) it's just all in it, doing the research and everything. So yeah. And then here I am, you know, about like a year and a half later. And, um, you know, it's, it's just a lot of fun and it's, it's all about like helping someone And my, I have my secondary as an advisor. So it's like, I love, you know, I love helping people and I love, um, I love providing possibilities for people, oh, you know, awesome. and like what your future can be. All right. Let's talk about, let's back up and talk about what brought you to this place where you are now. Um, and then we can get in more into the, um, some of the things that you've learned on your podcast through, from sure. your guests. Um, all right. So in your, in the intro, I mentioned a whole bunch of different things from your background and, you know, some, uh, adult education, um, journalism, PR design. So were you one of those kids and young people like me who was always agonizing over what you wanted to be when you grew up, but you didn't quite know? Yeah. I'm nodding my head, but I should say, yeah, (laughs) because we're on a podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it is interesting because, um, the more I've interviewed people and the more I thought, you know, about my own journey, it's interesting to see how like the little pieces of you come into play, you know, and start to like fit into a puzzle. But yeah, when I was younger, like I had no idea what I wanted to be. I was really good at, um, more like the writing and creativity stuff. I was always in, um, like chorus. And so I loved that, but, and I was not good at like, you know, sort of the, the science, um, math type of thing, or so I thought, right. I also didn't see the, I didn't know where those would lead. Um, and so, you know, when it came down to picking a major, I was undecided at the beginning. And then I had a good friend who had done the journalism, the journalism degree that I ended up doing journalism and PR focus. And I was like, oh, well, that seems logical because at least being a good writer, a good communicator, like I can get a job after that. Right. <laughs> so, um, and I didn't want to be in broadcast because I didn't want to be on TV, but I, I did graduate and I went into PR and, um, I realized like just being at a PR agency was not a good fit for me personally. Um, it's very competitive and it was just like, it felt, uh, sort of just not intrinsically aligned. And um, then I ended up in higher ed and I loved that. I ended up editing course materials and then actually working on creating course materials for higher ed. So like the, you know, the, the materials that end up being the things that are taught, um, I would work with the subject matter experts to create the courses, or I would work with the people who worked with them and help edit them and um, just, you know, check things out, make sure. And that was super fun. That was also something, you know, I, I came around and realized, oh, like this relates to my maven because I love to learn. I was going to say that because you said a maven loves lifelong learning. Yeah. And here you're basically, you're as an adult educator and mm-hmm. curriculum writer and editor, you're actually right. working with things that are teaching other people. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like this whole fun time of me getting to learn a lot, you know, about different subject matters. I work with people who um, did like criminal justice and, you know, other, um, other, all sorts of other topics. And it was just really interesting. And the people I work with were super smart, super fun people. So I loved that. And then, um, 
you know, after, after that, I started going into more uh, teaching and facilitating because I got a master's degree in uh, adult education and training. And I loved like some of those fun experiences. Like one of the, one of my favorite things was I taught ESL, English as a Second Language. That was so fun because I work with like adults from all over the world, you know, and they have so much expertise and wisdom to share. And I love like trying new foods. We'd always, you know, sometimes have potlucks and I get to try new things and bring, I, I would sort of say it's like bringing the travel to me, bringing the culture to me. Um, and, you know, I've just learned so much from working with them and it was such a blast. And then I also got to teach adults um, who are in memory care residences. And so they were older and we did therapeutic gardening. So that was really fun. And we did like good bugs and bad bugs and we decorated cookies uh, with edible flowers. And, you know, so just um, that was something I really love to do is like that teaching facilitating work. And um, now it's gotten like sort of full circle where I feel like I'm teaching and facilitating things in a different way, like whether through group workshops with Sparkotypes, you know, helping individuals with my podcast. So yeah, it's, it's definitely been an interesting journey, but I was, you know, to go back to what you said at the beginning, like I was definitely someone who really had no idea what I wanted to be. Um, I knew what I definitely didn't want to do um, and who I definitely didn't want to be. But, you know, I feel like the, the journey, it took, <laughs> it took a while, some twists and turns. So, yeah. Sounds like it. It sounds like it. Um, yeah, that's, I love, I love that you've had so many cool jobs yourself. It gives, yeah. <laughs> it gives you a good perspective. <laughs> and, that you, and that you clearly loved them. And it's, it's funny because as you're saying, I haven't taken the assessment, but as you're saying, you're a maven and the lifelong learning thing. Like I'm, I'm kind of thinking I probably am too. I'm going to have to take the assessment. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of think I probably am too, because I'm so addicted to learning. If, if I could just, if I didn't have to do anything else, I think I would just keep going to school. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I love, I mean, yeah, like I love learning and that's, you know, it's why I love doing the podcast too. And probably part of why you love doing the podcast is like, you know, I get to meet women with such incredible jobs and they have such diverse skill sets, come from such diverse backgrounds, you know, um, even like all over the world, um, diverse careers and niches and people that they, they help and serve. And so it's so fun because I almost feel like I'm getting all this life experience, like vicariously through them, you know, hearing about them. So it's, it's just, yeah, it's a joy. I believe it. So, okay, well, let's talk about the podcast a little bit more. Sure. What was the impetus that really made you say, okay, I'm doing this. I'm starting my own podcast on this matter. Yeah. You know what? It's so many people ask me this and there's never been like one thing I can pinpoint. Um, what would happen was like, I, cause I have three children. I have um, an almost eight-year-old and almost five-year-old. And then my baby just turned one. And so like in between my, my second and first kiddo, I had this like reoccurring thought. I was always like, oh, I really want to learn about women who have like interesting or unique jobs. I want to know more about what they're doing. Mostly probably because, you know, looking back, I just wanted to know what I should be doing when I grow up. And I had no idea. Um, and at that point too, like I was a stay-at-home mom and I was just wondering like, what else is out there? What exists? And um, 
in between my second and now third kiddo, um, also, which, you know, lines up with, I know your experience as we talked right before the pandemic happened in February, 2020, I was like, oh, I, I have time now. My, my second son at the time was like, you know, one and a half. And I was like, okay, he's old enough now where I'm not nursing. He can go to childcare. I had just set up something, you know, regularly and told her like, you know, one or two weeks before February, 2020, like we are going to do this. I'm going to start like what was going, what ended up being the podcast. I'm going to start this. Cause I was like determined to make it into something. And then of course the pandemic happened. But by then I was like, I have to do this. It was just like something within me. And I just had this curiosity. So that's basically what happened. I just ended up being like, well, I don't want to be on a screen. So I don't want to do like, you know, YouTube. I didn't want to do a blog or anything because I really wanted women to be able to uh, share in their own voice. I didn't want to like, you know, have to capture it and, you know, inevitably change it, even though unintentionally, if I was writing about it. And um, so I ended up with a podcast. And at the time, I didn't even know what a podcast was. I had never heard a podcast. I didn't even know where the app was on my phone. And um, yeah, it was so it was like, it was a crazy idea. Um, and it took me between, you know, I started the process in basically February 2020. And I released my first official episode dropped in October 2020. And, you know, here I am several years later, still doing it. And I love it. And, you know, I, I, don't intend to stop anytime soon because it brings, you know, me so much wisdom and it gives me courage and it gives me inspiration. And, um, you know, I've, I've just talked to the most incredible women, like women who I didn't know existed, like a cheesemonger, um, who, you know, has this cool cheese shop, um, a woman who's a smoke jumper, who literally jumps out of an airplane with like a parachute, pack uh-huh. on her in like a hundred pounds of gear and she lands on the ground and she walks towards the wildfires with her colleagues to help like put them out essentially it's I mean it's like mind-blowing you That's know hazard like, girl. <laughs> yeah yeah she's amazing to you know like women who I interviewed a plumber who worked in New York City on 80 90 story buildings doing new construction to, um, you know, women who are in fields, maybe you would never think about, like a woman who builds um, the water parks and the water park features, like she designs them all. Oh, she designs them. She designs them. Yeah. She has background in architecture and then also landscape architecture. Uh, So she's amazing. So just like all these incredible women, um, like most recently I had a futurist. I had a co-executive producer from Walt Disney on. I mean, like just the most inspiring people. And besides the fact that they have cool jobs, they're just really neat people too. Yeah, that is so inspiring. And I love, I, I just, I could just sit here for hours and talk about the cheesemonger job. <laughs> that makes me, you know, that's, I love, well, I love cheese. I, I saw one of, yeah. those things, one of those um memes the other day, like if you could just choose to have like two or three of these things, what would it be? And I, like number one on my list was like cheese. <laughs> So, yeah, well, I can't I find I can't out who this you. Is. Yeah, <laughs> that you know, like your second, your second career after you, after you do Juno Jones and all that, you know, like when you retire, you can learn yeah. to be a cheese. No, I just want to eat cheese. I just want to eat. There the you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool, though, and I, I can see, you know, it is. It's so important to just to bring awareness to these jobs because who would even know about them, you know, without without these outlets like your podcast. So 
how did these particular women that you're talking to, like, I guess just a few examples, like you mentioned the cheesemonger, and I don't know what the name of the job is for the woman who jumps out of the plane with smoke jumper, a smoke jumper. jumper. Okay. How did they come across their careers? Did you, are you noticing any themes um, in your guests? Like most of them are, because for the Hazard Girls podcast, a lot of women say that they learn about the careers through their families. I'm wondering if you're noticing anything, any themes. Yeah. yeah so, you know, that's a great question. Um, you know, for this, the smoke jumper in particular, her dad was, um, was basically in, in the sort of firefighting field, um, in which a smoke jumper is an elite firefighter. Like that's like the highest basically pinnacle that you can reach. Um, so her dad was in that field and, um, she came across a book about smoke jumpers and she's like oh what's this and then basically um yeah she's amazing she was just curious if she could be one like and she just like I mean she beat her own goal by like four years you, it's, you have to do all this experience all this training she beat her own goal to be a smoke jumper and now she's training other people um so it's it's incredible and um so that was through family I think um you know in the example of the cheesemonger I um I think for her, if I'm remembering correctly, she talked about how she sort of fell into it. She ended up uh, being in um, in a restaurant job where she saw, like she saw this job and she wasn't originally doing it, but then she's like, oh, like this is kind of intriguing. And basically from that point, she allowed herself to like start exploring and seeing if it was an option for her. Um, and that is a really common theme. Like, I think sometimes it is, you know, a family member or a friend who brings them in. Um, in the case of there's a woman who drives very large vehicles and um, she's up in like northern Canada. Her name is Sam Inskip. She's super cool. And um, in her case, someone brought her uh, along and she was like an undergrad and she's like, man, this is oh, this is OK. You know, but it, I don't know. She didn't she didn't really feel lit up by it. And then a friend of her dad said, oh, hey, I'm doing this job. Do you want to come along and help me? And she's like, okay. You know, she had never driven a, a bobcat or anything like that. She got in and she said she drove it and that it was like, you know, I snapped my fingers. It was like, that was it. That it, it like a switch flipped for her and she loved it. And she went, you know, she, she pursued that. But I think for all the women, you know, the commonality between all of them, whether they had some sort of like exposure, um, you know, just of the ideas or the experience or, you know, through someone they knew or not was that idea of like, let's just test this out. Let's just like have an open mind and try to be a learner and a beginner. And that's what I think allowed all the women to pursue what they love that that is like I would say if I had to pinpoint you know a common theme it's that that open-minded uh like in sort of place of being a learner and a beginner and really being okay with that really allowing yourself that um grace right and that patience to start from a place that's kind of scary a lot of the time but also really really fun and exciting Two follow-up questions that are kind of floating around in my head. I guess one is, does the switch always, I'm saying this right, does the switch always flip? Is, is that something that happens to everyone? Gosh, you know what? I wouldn't honestly, I feel like I couldn't answer that because I'm not them. But I love that question because it's such a good 
I mean, it's really an interesting thought. Like, does something automatically click within that person um, saying like, ooh, is this meant for me or am I meant for this? And I would say that um, I don't know if it's a, a switch and I can't obviously speak for other people, but from my own experience, I can say it's like there's this curiosity, there's an excitement there, there's a drive to like keep going to that next step. Um, and to me, from what I heard, that was a commonality, right? So I don't know if people would call it like and describe it as a switch, um, you know, or like an aha moment, but I definitely think the curiosity and the excitement was there for a lot of people. Like, and, and that's like, feeling... like, that's okay. Um, I was going to say the courage, it sounds like the courage because it doesn't always come easy to make change. Yeah. It's really hard. And I, I think, you know, for the women who do make these changes or make these decisions, like it is a courageous act, you know, it's, it's like we, we grow up a lot of times and we think, oh, well, if I check the boxes, whatever the boxes are for you, maybe a family, maybe a certain career, because it's going to please your parents or um, the vision that you had for yourself. But whatever it is, you know, we sometimes want to like check these boxes and then we go back and we're like, "Mm, is this actually like what fulfills me? Is this actually like what I'm meant to be doing? And And also sometimes what we're meant to be doing at one stage of life is not what we're meant to be doing at a different stage of life, you know? And I think that um, factor of having the courage, you know, to, to be like, oh, maybe at this point I'm needing something else. I'm needing to have a learner's mindset, to give myself a bit of grace, to try out something new. Like that's what, in my opinion, and what I've seen really leads to like these beautiful places and beautiful outcomes for people and and really cool jobs. One thing I want to talk about with you, Julie, is you mentioned um, in the show notes, and I think we might've talked about it on, on your podcast a little bit, is that I think it was a Forbes article that you mentioned that a lot of times women wait till later in life. And there's nothing wrong with that per se, because it's, it's, I mean, I totally want to encourage people who are, are at later stages in their life to start new things and to try new things. But why, why is it that women are waiting until later in life to then go to go and pursue their own dreams and their own happiness rather than starting at a younger age? Yeah. You know what? This is such a good, it's such an interesting point. I think, especially for women. And um, there's a Forbes article that discussed the MIT Age Lab study. And it was all about words people use to describe life after their career. So it was like talking about people often in their 60s, 70s, 80s, right, who are retiring. And the interesting thing was that came out of that was like, oftentimes, women are really hopeful, and they're inspired when they get to this point in life. And specifically it's because women are more likely to see retirement years as a continuing journey, a life stage that might finally offer them time to reflect on what they want and to pursue dreams that were delayed. And the crazy thing to me is like, why are we waiting, right? Like there, I mean, women are amazing. I was thinking about this this morning, like before we were chatting, women are amazing 
at transforming, at transitioning. I feel like it is a really incredible skill set that women, for whatever reason, we have learned to adapt and we have learned to change it up. We have learned to like reinvent ourselves so many times in life because whether it's because um, we have children, right? Whether it's because we change careers, um, we, we reinvent ourselves and transition and do all this stuff. And so it's like, why wait until these later stages of life to really claim what's what's going to make us happy, what really energizes us, what's going to um, light us up. Like, I feel like, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could all have our own cool job? Like, whatever that means for you, right? Whatever that means for you as an individual in whatever life stage you're in. Um, but to me, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's such a bummer that we wait, that we think of, you know, our later years as this time to like reclaim us and what, you know, go include what we love, like the work we love. Um, I would love if more women do that now, <laughs> like figure out what sparks you now and try to add more of that into your life, into your career. I love what you said about how it doesn't necessarily have to be one thing for your whole life. It could be something completely different at different stages of your life that is helping you spark joy. So what might be making you spark joy in your 70s 60s or 80s, so that in a weird order, but whatever it might be making you spark joy then could be completely different from, you know, your interest in what's making you spark joy may say, for example, in your 30s. So don't ignore that side of yourself, you know, give yourself that gift of exploring your, your passions. And another thing that I find interesting about this is that I, I guess I was under the impression that it's all about just careers, but you're saying it's really about all aspects of your life, right? What sparks yeah. joy in different aspects. Yeah, like that's what I love about sparkotypes um, is, and, and just like the whole idea in general is that we all, right? There's so many facets of each of us. You know, we're not just like our career. We're not just, you know, if we're, we're a role, like we're not just a parent or a spouse, right? Or a best friend or a sister or, um, you know, like a daughter, like we're, we're all these things and to accept who we are as a whole person I think we have many things that can spark joy and those things can change they can grow they can um you know morph into different things as we get into different stages of life and and I think it's really it does ourselves a disservice if we don't like acknowledge and honor those parts of ourselves, especially as, you know, the years change. And I, I think the people who, the guests who I've found super inspiring are, you know, the people who they really embrace the changes and they really also accept like who they are and what inspires them in that moment. Like, you know, they're they're willing to grow, they're willing to continue learning. And they're also really willing to be vulnerable and transparent about that because it's scary. Um, it's exciting and it's scary. <laughs> that reminds me of something my mom always used to say to me, and she still says it, but be a friend to change. Oh, yes. I love that. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> Your mom sounds very wise. Yeah, I love <laughs> she is, that. She is. <laughs> Be a friend to change. That is so good. So now, Julie, if you were going to give someone some advice, so, so, you know, someone were to come to you and say, like, I, 
you know, I'm still searching in my life. I'm searching for that thing that gives me joy, that gives me happiness, that, that spark, like we're talking about. What, I mean, how do you begin to advise someone? What, what is the first thing you tell them? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the easy answer is they can go take the sparkotype test. Um, but even if you, if you, because the thing is it's free and it gives you like insight and it, you know, at least a little bit of inkling and it gets you thinking. Um, but even if you don't want to take that, I think, you know, there are easy ways to start. And the biggest thing would be like, you can write down maybe three to five things that have brought you joy in the past. And you want to get super duper specific. You want to talk about like, what was that specific scenario? What was that specific project or activity that you were working on? What were you building or creating? And you want to talk to people about it as if, or write it down, right? Um, or talk to someone about it and record it in some way. You can record it in an app on your phone, however you want to capture it. But the idea is that you want to tell someone as if they have no idea of who you are. You're writing down all the details, all the specifics of like the tools you use and the people who are around you and who, you know, who was your boss? Who were your coworkers? Like who, um, who has surrounded you? Was it a team of people? Was it um, at a church or like at your kid's event? And so you're just recording everything. You're talking about it. And the idea is if you do this with at least three to five examples, you're going to start to see these through lines, these consistent themes um, or different pieces come out. And those are the things when you find those consistencies, when you find those through lines, right, that you start to connect the dots of like, oh, well, you know, with me, I love doing research. I love doing research when I was an editor right? When I was creating course materials, I love doing research and learning about things as a podcaster. Hmm. Like, let me think about that. How, how might that be important doing more of that in either my current job or in the future in some, in some way, right? Even in a hobby. Um, so having those, those stories that you've really outlined for yourselves, those projects, it allows you to see some of those details and to connect the dots and then to think about and really be curious for yourself. Like, what is it about that experience that was the most fun, that brought me the most joy, where I literally felt like time flew by and it was, you know, it felt like an hour and it was like five hours went by, you know? Um, and so thinking about those, picking out those commonalities and through lines, those are the things that lead, like those are the arrows to what sparks you and what lights you up. And, um, and just really thinking through things. And then you can also ask friends or family who you really love and hold near and dear. Like, when do you see me? And when do you feel like I'm just so happy and lit up? right? Like when I'm talking about something and I'm just so excited about it. And I like want to keep talking about it forever, right? Like you just can't stop me. Um, those are keys, right? Those are keys too. Like that's good information. So just noting all those down um, and really, you know, like honoring that too. Because sometimes those, those pieces of ourselves are hard sometimes to acknowledge if they don't align with the boxes that we want to check or that we have checked in our lives. Um, and just like giving ourselves a little bit of grace and being like, oh, this is part of me. Like, that's okay. That, that makes me who I am and seeing where it takes you, like having that curiosity 
and some courage. And I some love, yeah, that's so interesting about asking your, your family and loved ones and friends what, you know, what they see, because that yeah. might not be something that you would think of. Now, now people want to learn more about Sparkotypes and the work that you do, or if they want coaching from you, how do they do that? What, can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So I do offer uh, coaching for individuals one-on-one and actually, so if people want to find me, um, they can, you know, go onto my website, contact me as well. And I offer debriefing sessions where if you go find out your free spark type results, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I want to dig a little bit deeper. I want to know a little bit more about what this means for me, how I can use it to add more of what sparks me into my life now and in the future. We can totally do like a 20 minute free debriefing session. And also I work with teams, like if they want to build camaraderie and connection and doing that through getting to know themselves better, what sparks them and also what sparks their team and their teammates. Um, I do that as well. So yeah, thank you so much for asking. Free 20 minute sessions. You're going to be getting like bombarded. So you better, okay. While supplies last. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Yes. So (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah. While supplies last. So, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about, and it's, it's something that really like we can all benefit from by doing this work for ourselves. And it's like a tool that you can use now and in the future. So it's just, yeah, like getting some insight on who you are, what lights you up. Well, Julie Berman, sparkologist and host (laughs) and producer of the Women with Cool Jobs podcast. You are the expert that we need here at the Has a (laughs) Growth podcast. So thank you so much for doing the work that you do and spreading the word to women about all of the cool jobs that they need to know about. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun, Emily. You have been listening to the Hazard Girls podcast on Jacket Media, sponsored by Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company. That's junojonesshoes.com. And you can go there to learn about our steel toe boots and to join the Hazard Girls community. I'm your host, Emily Salaby. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.